Welcome to the Blends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I am your host, Troy Rice. Creativity is often taught as a solo practice, and therefore a person that is good at drawing or music is said to be creative. But creativity for kids as well as adults is not limited to the creative arts. Most things we value in life today did not derive from an original idea, but rather concepts that have been blended, broken, or blended. A result from disciplined focus, connecting big picture insights with rigor and testing and small variations. This podcast is to inspire you to create your future, a future you can be proud to live in. On this podcast, you will learn creative practices, stories from creatives themselves, and creativity and history. Looking to get started with an idea? Visit troyrice.life and join a creativity group sharing your idea for thoughtful and rapid feedback to help you create your future. All right, now go blend, break, and blend our world, your world. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Bends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I'm your host, Troy Rice. On today's show, we have a video creative genius, Kyler Miles. Kyler is an expert in the content creation space, creating content that informs, inspires, and impacts people. Kyler comes from a background in helping Fortune 500 companies and startups with branding, content creation, video marketing, and now solely runs his own business. Kyler has helped both of our agriculture tech companies with powerful mission-driven videos. He also is the host of the podcast, Hashtag Making It. Kyler, welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much, Troy. It's so I'm just so pumped to be here. So happy to see you. It's been far too long, my friend. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's great to have you. So the first question we always ask all our guests is, what does creativity mean to you? That's a, that's a tough question, but it's a good question. What does creativity mean to me? I, I really think creativity is creating something that's impactful in your life and creating something that's meaningful because we all create, we're all creatures and we all create things and we create things that bring us joy. And we're not going to create things long-term if it doesn't bring us fulfillment and joy and purpose. So creativity for me really is fulfilling my need for being happy. And, And that is what I do. That's why I'm in this space. And that's what I believe creativity really means to me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, man. We were, we were chatting with a previous guest on why people write books when they're like 80 years old. And it's because they, they've, they figured out like writing a book kind of leaves their legacy. It's like their creation, their imprint, you know, so uh, that fulfillment. So let, let's dig into that. So where does this start for you? Uh, where does creativity start for you? And it can come, go back as far as your childhood. I'll let you choose where you go. I mean, my nickname as a kid was Kyler man, because I was a big, big fan of Spider-Man and my parents even made a theme song that I will not sing uh, on this (laughs) podcast, maybe in the bloopers somewhere, but they made a theme song uh, to Kyler man when I was just a kid. So creativity, I, I, growing up, I was, you know, surrounded by Marvel and Star Wars and all the iconic superhero and that artistic and, you know, that passion, that creativity. And I just loved it. I love watching those. I've had every single action figure in both Marvel and Star Wars and Lego. And I love building things. I think and even, and I grew up in an era where video games were 
you know, a little bit more developed. And I remember building my own, you know, kind of games or whether it be Sims or whether it be this, there's so many different avenues that as a kid that I was creating and I really enjoyed that. And um, I remember later on in life when we started to get into high school, even end of uh, elementary, we started doing video projects because that was the new thing, PowerPoint. And I don't know, I just, I remember like having fun making that PowerPoint, having fun making a video for school and doing it just for fun, knowing nothing about making videos. But from as early on to I remember either building Lego to later on in life in high school, make choosing to make videos for projects and, you know, to be different. It, it, it's just something that's always been there. It's just been an interest of mine. So I think that's where it originates from uh, what I used to watch. Obviously, my parents uh, <laughs> making up that theme song. But I just I love making things. And it's just uh, I don't know. It's just something inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, man. So do you from you mentioned your parents a few times in there. So do you, do you feel like they maybe influence you to stay down this path? It sounds like you kind of found it at a young age anyways, but the theme songs and, and the, I'm sure watching it with your family and everything, were your parents a big influencer on, on your journey to create creativity and then progress in it? Oh, the biggest influence, you know, my mom and my dad are the biggest, the biggest advocates for me. And they always push and drive me to do better and do awesome things. They're entrepreneurs themselves. So I think that played, you know, a big part, you know, I obviously at the time, I didn't know, but now looking back and in this conversation, I think it really played a part in who I am today. And for sure. I mean, there's so many memories that I could talk about where they would, you know, take me to shows for one of my uh, birthdays, I think it was five or six, they created a Peter Pan uh, themed birthday where we uh, were searching for the gold, which was a a treasure chest, like a huge treasure chest of candy. And uh, I I love candy, even to this day. (laughs) It's my my favorite (laughs) food, although it's unhealthy, but uh, I love sweets. And I remember that birthday so vividly. So they were a huge influence on me, you know, being creative, you know, wanting me to have a childhood, you know, and wanting me to have fun and, and with friends. And they really went above and beyond uh, making me happy, making me fulfill, you know, what I loved. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for what they did. And, and thank God they're both in my life and, and they're still making a giant impact for me. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And so is there anything that you've taken from your childhood and then let's kind of reflect on today that has like been a built-in practice for you? Because there are a lot of things out there that stop people from creating. And it could be, you know, when I, like you said, when I was six, like the world was at my hand, right. I wanted to to create something, build something, draw something. Um, But at some point, some people stop, like something stops them. So Mm -hmm. what is your motivation? Like what's your drive uh, to to get to where you are today based on where you were then? That's a a good question. Um, You know, funny enough, um, my biggest drive right now as of today, and then I'll go back, uh, you know, what led me here is my family. I recently got engaged. I bought a house. Uh, I have a stepdaughter. I have a lot more responsibility than I have, but it's amazing the the motivation it has to provide for them. 
to, although I know that, you know, my fiance is working and I, I could chill, whatever, but I want to be, I want to help them. I want to provide them. I want to set up a college fund for my stepdaughter. I want to make sure we have a, a comfortable life. And that to me is the biggest driver, right? It, it's having that accountability. That's the word I'm looking for is having the accountability because if it's just for myself, realistically, like sometimes I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to create, I don't want to do these things for myself. But when I put someone else in the mix, like my sister, my family, my fiance, my stepdaughter, there's no choice in the matter for me. My friends, I've always grown up like my family loves hosting, you know, obviously way before COVID love hosting people and uh, having them over and, and having dinner and going above and beyond to make them feel welcome and part of the family. And that is a big part of who I am. Uh, I, I love being connected with people and I love making them feel good. Like I, you know, earlier in my life, I, I went on a mission trip to Africa multiple times uh, to build schools and playgrounds and, not, I don't bring that up to be, you know, selfish or anything is to, to really, to show you guys that doing this really brings the most happiness to me. And so accountability is what drives me today. So having those things in place, whether it be a family, a friend, a fiance, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that is what's driving me today. Back in the day, the biggest driver was I really wanted to be successful. I really wanted to make a name for myself. And, you know, to be honest, it was selfish reasons. I, I, I liked, you know, the fancy cars and the cool watches. And it wasn't all the great motivators, but that was what was motivating me to, to you know, to where I am now. And I developed a work ethic, a really strong work ethic that helps me stay motivated, stay focused. And even though I left my nine to five job, I don't have a, I don't have to show up to work. I, I try my best and I create systems in place so that I can still go into nine, work from nine to three, nine to four, nine to sometimes midnight, right? Sometimes, sometimes you have a last minute project, but Number one, accountability really helps me. And number two, having something that you really want, because if you think back in your life, if there's something you really wanted, like you wanted to be captain of a sports team or you wanted to ask out that girl, you probably did it. Like if you really think in your life, something that you truly wanted, whether it be a mark in your class, a business you want to start, people just do it. And it's because it, it's, yeah. What they want exceeds what they want in the moment. And that's something that I have to always remind myself, right? So it's a long answer to your question, but it's really important that you discover what motivates you because mine right now is that accountability to my family, right? And that is the biggest motivator I can think of um, opposed to what I want for myself. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. So accountability um, it mixed with what was the last thing that you said? Um, the, so choosing what you want over what you Desire. want right now, gotcha. right? Yep. Right now, you know, I could have, I don't know, been on the couch watching TV. It's a nice day. I could have, you know, done lots of things. Right. And, and totally cool. But you know, what I want at the end of 2022 is a business that I can rely on that's coming, pulling in uh, money regularly so that I'm not stressing about my new mortgage, you know, uh, yeah. school fees, sports, all the, all the expenses that happen in life, right? Just spend a bunch of money on Christmas, 
you know, so I want a sustainable business and that right yes. now I want more than what I want right now, which is maybe just to chill, you know? So it's choosing what you want, you know, for yourself and your family versus what you may want right now, which is, could be laziness or whatever, you know? No, that's good. So I, thanks for breaking that down. I, every time I go through my days, like there's this, this, this pull on desire, right? It's like, what do, what do I really want to focus on today? What do I really care about? And sometimes the slowing down is truly what we should be caring about, you know, like whether we're with family on the holidays and should we enjoy those moments or, you know, should we get that last project done? Um, and, but I think it's, it's just the, the tug of desire uh, and where you should focus. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's beautiful. So let's dig into the, the fulfillment aspect, because I love what you said about being able to create for yourself is great, but creating for others is something that really get, gets you going with the fulfillment aspect. So talk, walk me through that, because nowadays, like, I'm sure you create your own stuff um, and your own content. And, and I know I've seen it. It's all amazing. Um, but walk us through the journey of creating for other people, like how that feels, how you do that? Like, how do you come up with a storyboard mission to help other people get their message mm. out there? And so, so talk us through that. Yeah, another great question. So um, I take this approach from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, and it's yeah. re-engineering what people want, right? We all want something. Most of the time it falls under, they want to be an authority figure, right? To be well-known. And let's be real, to make money, have sales, stuff like that. Those are kind of the three buckets. There's other things, but those are the major buckets, pillars that people want. So it's re-engineering what you want and and understanding that that doesn't happen overnight, right? And creating a process and a system that can get you there in in a, I don't want to say like aggressive timeline, but in a realistic timeline that you believe you can achieve. Because if you set five years to do something, it'll take you five years. If you set one year, it'll take, I really believe it'll take you one year. Now, if I told you I'm going to be uh, a billionaire by the end of 2022, I think that's a little unrealistic because I just started my business. So, that's, you know <laughs> what I mean, but may, maybe 100K is a good realistic, or even 300K is a more realistic goal for myself where I'm at, right? So you have to be a little bit in the ballpark, but re-engineering what you want and and go from from the end in mind all the way to the beginning. And you're you're amazing it's amazing how you take a piece of paper, you get into a quiet space and you just draw out. I'm not a good not an artist in that way at all. And if you see my doodles, you would laugh. It looks like a child, uh, but I just draw out what it is, I do a circle with the goal, and then I do a line from from right to left, right? And and I literally draw all the things that I need to get done in order to get there. So if I want to make 100K at the end of this year, right? What do I need to do? What's that look like in a quarterly, and then a monthly, and then a weekly, and a daily? Okay, what kind of certain, so do I need up my prices? Do I need more customers, right? So re-engineering that to help you get there. Yeah. And then Troy, you said, um, just going back to the question, you want to know um, like step-by-step of how they can create like content to get there or just in general getting to where they want to go. How do you kind of organize their story and then create it uh, for the world to see is what I was kind of getting that. Cause 
I think I, I, when you went back to your childhood, we talked about like what creativity really meant to you, like how you were creating it. And it's not that you weren't creating it for family or for other people to enjoy, but now you help people share their story as a business. Mm-hmm. And so you get to translate your creativity into creativity for other people. And so I was looking, I was hoping that you could share with us, like, where does that come from? How do you dig in and get people to really share uh, their mm-hmm. story and then be able to create it in a meaningful way for people mm-hmm. to, to receive it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I understand now. So we all, we all love stories. Like every single video you watch has a story, whether you know it or not, has a beginning, middle and end. And it's really just understanding where the, biggest challenge in their life is right now, right? And if it's a story uh, for a business and their challenge is solving X, Y, Z for a client, you have to make that the bulk of the story. And I still do that process on a piece of paper. I map it out. I first interview them, understand it, ask all the questions I need and just map out what that story arc is. And I've done a lot of research on how Hollywood and how Netflix creates these amazing stories with, you know, and, but it's all conflict. It's all challenge, right? Every single story has conflict or challenge. So really it's just understanding what that conflict is from a current state to their desired state and then telling the conflict and the transformation they have, so uh, how they got from the current state to the end state. So that is the root of telling any story, right? So yeah. going back to my childhood, my story, right, is my challenge growing up was I had trouble reading as a kid. Um, I was about two maybe grades below everyone else. And I had to work really, really hard. And I was petrified of public speaking because reading something in front of people, I would like stutter and not know what to do. And I remember in the end of high school, you know, I caught up to reading, but I still had that fear of reading out loud. (laughs) My friend signed me up into a Toastmasters class, which if you don't know, which is a class all about presenting and speaking (laughs) to people and so I was but I had to go my friend signed me up and I went and you know funny enough uh, I went into a sales actually uh, industry leaving high school and where I was doing presentations every week almost daily in front of board members of fortune 500 companies and had to read long long proposals and presentations and My story that I'm telling you is that I had a big challenge and fear growing up and how I overcame and how I transformed into the person I am today, right? So that is kind of how I take them through. You can tell any story in a very unique way. And there's a lot of, I can go detail about like the visuals you have to add, but realistically, the story is the content. You have to have to focus on that and Hopefully my story that my short story that I explained gives you more context to that. Hopefully that answers your question, Troy. Yeah. Like, so do you feel when you work with clients that you kind of bring out the creativity in them? Cause I know a lot of us and me personally, like when I, even, even when I want to share my own story, I struggle with how yeah. to create the, the map for that, right. The, the way that people are going to receive it and accept it and, the community yeah. or the tribe you want to build. And so do you find that you kind of in, almost inspire your clients to kind of create that story in themselves that they were struggling to do? I, I give them a little push for sure. Okay. But once that 
push, once I give them that little nudge, they normally take it. It's, it's their own story now. And people have a really hard time just starting. And so do I, by the way, every day it's, it's difficult, right? Yeah. But once you start, it's like, once you get that first, you know, we've all stared at a blank piece of paper, but once you get that first sentence down, the rest is kind of easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the rest of the paragraph, the rest of the essay, whatever you're making is relatively easier. It's that first sentence that normally is like the biggest tough, like the biggest, you know, challenge. And about 80% of people, once starting, will finish. So it's a so starting is challenging. So I give them just a little push, ask them the right questions that spark something, just like you. You're asking me things about my childhood that I maybe don't think about on a daily basis. Yeah. But now that you're bringing it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, making connections that my parents are entrepreneurs and now I'm an entrepreneur and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, I give them a little push. I do bring a little bit out, but really it's not my story, right? I'm just the architect to help them tell their story, but they are the ones that are really, really living the story, right? And so I have to make them feel inspired and feel good. And, and so it's just a little push just to get started. And then they're off to the races. So, so what, what do you think stops people today from creating? Because we all, I mean, I, I think we can both agree like creativity is a means of fulfillment and it helps with purpose. It helps lay our foundation of our vision for ourselves and our families and our futures. But a lot of people struggle with that. They just don't do it. Um, and yeah. so in your journey in creating things and working with people, like what do you think stops them? Like what are some top fears that you've seen and uh, maybe share a little bit about yourself? Like, is there any fear mm-hmm. that sets in when you're working with a client and then, like you said, you just start, but um, what, what do you see? So for sure, the two biggest ones are fear and insecurity. Okay. And it, it's big because we are all, we're all humans. We're all creatures. We all want to be approved and accepted from our peers. And in the industry, now everything is online. It's on there forever. And so people feel a sense that they have to be perfect and perfection, I believe, stems from fear. So you want to be perfect because you don't want to be seemed as, you know, you know, a failure, right? Mm-hmm. And so fear and really the lack of confidence in yourself are the two biggest things stopping myself and anyone trying to create. And the minute you can realize that <laughs> most people don't care, you know, when I post a video, <laughs> yeah, you get tro- you get trolls. You do. You get people oh, yes. who just who are on the internet. I just want to spew venom. But you have to know. You have to not care about Fat Boy Twenty Two commenting saying you look ugly. <laughs> in that, who gives an who gives a crap, right? Mm-hmm. You have to really get comfortable in that. Listen, I'm doing this for myself or for my family, and and, and know that it's anything you start. It, you're no pro athlete starts sledding down a mountain, you know, doing flips, they do the bunny hill, they get to, you know, they, they that's why there's levels, right? There's levels. So you can understand the progression you need to make people forget about progress. So the, to answer your question, the two big things are fear and insecurity. And a story for myself is like I said earlier, I had a real uh, trouble with uh, reading. And uh, like, I don't know why I don't have a disability or anything like that. It was just challenging for me. And so growing up, I didn't read for enjoyment. 
right? I read more books now than I did in my entire life because now I'm reading more for enjoyment and for fulfillment and for improvement than I did back then, which was a chore and a yeah. school and bleh, you know? So that was my, and my fear was I was going to look stupid in front of my peers, right? Mm-hmm. And the minute that I understood that they really don't care whether, you know, they might talk, you know, in high school, or whatever, but now no, no, no one cares. They're all dealing with their own stuff. And, and the fact that I come up here and I might stutter, or I might stumble on some words, it's not going to make headline news here. You know what I mean? So that Kyler stuttered. It's so you have to be comfortable who you are. You have to know and just get over that fear. And it's challenging. I'm not saying it's easy, but that is something that all creatives and all people have. We all have fearful of something. And I bet you, bet you, bet you, that's the thing stopping you. If you really dig down the root of the problem is that because you could say it's Oh, I don't have my studio. Oh, I don't have the right camera. I don't have this. I don't have that. And people are are making are having a huge following uh, just off a cell phone camera. I mean, you, I, I can list off five examples. We have um, Casey Neistat, who didn't have the biggest, coolest camera. Uh, we have Charlie D'Amelio on, on uh, TikTok, who just used to just dance, just did her passion, her thing, right on TikTok. I mean, there's so many people who are just doing things with what they have. So there's no excuse in the books. It comes down to fear and insecurity. And that's, that's what I believe. Yeah. I have a, a buddy of ours. Uh, his name is Mike Searock. He, he would always say like, nobody's watching or listening to anything that you're doing. So why not do it? He's like, when I first started down this journey, I think he's got, you know, close to uh, 200,000 followers on Instagram, whatever now, but he's like, when I first started, like, nobody was watching my stories or my videos or my content. And so I just kept telling myself that I just said, I'm going to get better and better every day. The more I progress, the more I do, the more I learn, everything will just keep getting better. And eventually like Mm -hmm. a fraction of people will start to see it. But in the beginning, like nobody sees it, just do it, just get out there and just do it. And so he's so right. Like we're always worried about the handful of people in this vast world uh we're just so small and all the scheme of it you have to create more for yourself like it's funny how i said that you you know earlier that i i i'm doing this for my family but i'm like like the accountability helps me stay motivated right but I, i'm doing this creating content for myself 100 this brings me joy you know what i mean like this brings me happiness and that happiness, you have to choose every single day over how you want your peers to see you. Because the reality is the most happiest people on the planet probably don't care about what we think of them. They care about what they think of themselves. Yes. And, that it, and, and this is something that everyone can take away from. And, and I'm not perfect. I'm not saying like I, I woke up this morning like, oh, happy the way I look and, and I don't have a shred of uh, fat to lose. Are you kidding? <laughs> I ate so much food over the Christmas break <laughs> and now gyms are closed. And I am like, Oh my God. And I'm wearing a hat because my, I haven't got a haircut so long. So there's kind of the things I'm insecure about, but the fact is, is that like, I am comfortable being here talking about this because this is something I'm happy to talk about. something I know um, that I can talk about and I know I can help people. Right. So of all the people that might laugh, there are people that will look at it and say, oh, that's something interesting. 
So that's another thing too, is, you know, if you want to get over the fear, don't think about, Oh, what if millions of people see this? What if you change someone's life? Like, what if you like, I don't know about you, but knowing that I help somebody is the greatest gift of ever, like ever, like you feel so humble. Right. And when you get those messages and I don't have thousands of followers, you know, but I get, I get those messages every so often, like, Hey, I, I really appreciate what you did. And those outweigh all of the negativity that you may or may not see. Right. So hundred percent. It's really tough to get over, but that's something I'm still working on in 2022. So, and continue working on. I think what's, what's neat in there, what you mentioned too, is like, there are always people out there that are listening. Right. And you just, maybe you don't know about it. Like, for example, I had a, a friend of my brothers that actually like went to school near where my wife went, grew up. Um, messaged me randomly on on facebook and just said hey i've been watching what you've been doing in the agriculture space and everything for a few years now and i just want to tell you i love every minute of it um we're, our family's behind it um keep doing what you're doing it's inspiring and he's never liked any of my content on any platform or communicated with me at all and but in that moment like it, it was like a realization it's like what I'm doing matters, even though I, I kind of knew that anyways, but that was like a push, right? And it was a push in the right direction. And so I love what you said there, because there are people out there watching and probably changing their lives. And sometimes you don't know. Mm-hmm. You have no, you have no idea. You have no idea the impact that your content, your creativity, what you're doing can make. And that's, that's, that's why you have to do it. You have to do it for yourself and you have to do it for, we are all put on this earth for a purpose. And I really believe that. And whatever that purpose may be, you know, it's your job to find it and, and it'll bring you the most fulfillment and it will help other people, other people's like achieve theirs. So hundred percent. Awesome, man. <laughs> so before we end the show today, I want to dig in just a little bit about um, what does Kyler do? on a daily basis. Like, for example, like when I try to get my kids involved in creativity, we had like these exercises we go through, which is create alternate endings. Um, so for example, you take like mm. uh, a childhood story and then they have to basically debunk that entire story and change the ending. Uh, and so mm. it's almost like creating their own ending to the, to the story. So what, what is something that, that Kyler does like on a daily basis, mm. share us your, your journey as to not just, I have this project. I have these tasks I need to do. Like what do you enjoy doing when it comes to creativity? Uh, and what does that look like? Well, right now I, that's kind of my life is those projects, those tasks, but leading up to this point, pra- so practice is everything, you know, um, if I didn't practice on it at, l- at least a daily basis, I would not be where I am today. And my goal is to, to create something every day. Whether it be, and now create, it doesn't have to be a video. Although I specialize in video, it could be creating a photo, creating a marketing plan, creating, you know, using my creativity every single day because it's a muscle. Like anything else, creativity is a muscle. It's a muscle you have to work out every single day. You have to, you have to work on your physical, you have to work on your mental, you have to work on your soul, you have to work on your creativity. And those are the things you have to work on every day. And you'll have a more fulfilled life. So 
you know, right now I, that's kind of my life. It's my, I'm, I'm building things for clients. And so I have that practice, but before this point, I was going out and offering free videos for coffee shops, or I was going out and interviewing guests on my podcast for free. I did not making money for my show, but I went out into the market and worked on creating that, that brand for my podcast, making, making it right. And which is now transitioning to making it happen, which is something I can talk about later, but the practice that you do, you have to figure out what do I want to create out of my life and what are the steps I have to take to, to create that. So a lot of people want to be a filmmaker or a YouTuber and how you get started. And people sometimes invest tens of thousands of dollars into equipment, which is not a great way to start. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion, especially if you don't have the money, start with your phone and start learning and then start acting. People also forget. So I am on YouTube and podcast every day and I dedicate at least 15 minutes of learning a day. So that would be a good starting point, right? So for me back then, I went out to coffee shops and that was my learning. I I learned through action. But if I'm giving the advice, I said, there's a lot of free information out there. Take one YouTube video. Don't watch 50. Take one YouTube video. Watch it from end to end, write notes. And then the next day or that day, act on it. It's, it's the, it's the learning and then acting and mastering, learning, acting and mastering, learning, acting, and, and people forget the acting and mastering. People are just consumed with so much information, including myself. Sometimes I realize I watched like 30 YouTube videos and I don't remember like the, the fifth or the, even the last one, what was the last one about? Right. Cause we're just consumed with so much content. So it, it's, it's limiting your learning to, an area you want to get really good at and just make that a part of your everyday life. And you, I, I'm a visual learner. So I learn a lot from YouTube. That is my university. I, I, I'm on it every day. So that is my daily practice, right? Is set aside 15 minutes, whether yours is an hour, whatever, to learn something. I believe I, at the end of the day, that's my attention span around 4 PM, 5 PM, 15 minutes. And I can then use that learning and apply it either that same day, that night, or the next day. And yeah. that is probably the best thing you, you can do for yourself in 2022 is learn, practice, master. And if you do that process, you will achieve whatever you set yourself to, uh, to do. And I learned this craft very quickly um, because I practice every single day. I set a challenge for myself when I first got started making videos to make a YouTube video every day in October. And I didn't make it all the way. I made it up to about 23, but I had 23 days of making videos. And I learned way more in those 23 of doing than I could learn in 23 of watching or listening. So it's 20% is the learning. 80% is the doing is the action. So act this year. Yes. Don't just learn act. That's, that's my practice. And so the best part of everything that you just said too, is to help people think through, like maybe structure your day a little bit to include the action and the practicing, right? Because a lot of us are on there learning and watching educational videos. Maybe you go through a course program online. Maybe it's a book. Uh, Maybe you start off your morning Mm -hmm. reading, but if you just read books, 
all day, every day, 365, and you don't take any action on that, then that is what, you know, Tony Robbins would call knowledge is potential power, right? It's just a built up of information for you. And so I think one of the key critical things you said there was the execution part and building in a practice of that, included yeah. with learning with the intention of, if I yeah. learn today, I'm going to act on what I learned about. And just to give another example, my prior boss, Raf, um, he was telling me when he was around my age, he, he would read like over a hundred books in a year. And what he told me was that it actually made him more confused because mm. he wasn't, he read so much, but then it was contradict, like the books were contradicting themselves and he got overwhelmed with information. And that is something too, we are overwhelmed with the amount of content we see and people always trying to give us the best advice, the hacks, the tips. And, and, and you're right, it, it's, it's structuring your day, creating a system or a habit, right? Because so habits are the key to success. And the way to create habits are systems and processes. And if you're not in business, that's just a step-by-step -step guide to help you get to where you want to go. So by creating a process, like a schedule for yourself, like, okay, like I know every day is different, but at least in the morning, I can control that I'm going to work out and eat healthy breakfast. And at night, I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time and I'm going to learn. And then in the middle of the day, I'm going to act on that learning, right? And then the in-betweens I get, you can't schedule every minute of every day. At least I don't think so, because things are always popping up, right? But you can schedule a big chunk of it and create that system that will eventually after 30, 60, 90 days, which will create a habit for you. And that can, habit will make you consistent that will make you successful. And that's the, that's the formula, right? So create that process, that system, that schedule that will develop the habit and that habit will make you successful. And I yes. forget the quote, there's a quote like system create habits and habits done consistently, consistently create results. That's it. And that's the, that's the quote. Nice. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think what's, what's great here and to, to end here um, is that it's, it's a habit practice. Creativity is a habit practice, just like anything else. And sometimes we treat it as like this fun thing that we do once a week or this fun thing that we do once a month, you know, or we create like this really cool content or we write or we journal or whatever. And we do it very thoughtfully and creative, like one time but it's not like it's a practice right you gotta gotta put the time in and so i think what we call out there is is the importance is that don't treat it as like an ancillary thing um creativity should be a part of your day your daily practice 100 100 percent. and creative calling is a great book by um what's his name um i forget his name uh Oh, man, I can't believe I forget his name. I'm just totally swamped right now. Creative Calling is a great book if you want to pick up this year for this, right? It, it's all about practicing creativity, is having a creative life, what that means, because it's different for everybody. And that's a book that really helped me. Um, so I would, and I'm, I can't believe the author is like escaping my mind right now, but um, Chase Drivers, that's it. Chase Drivers from Creative Calling. Uh, that is something I would really recommend picking up or at least skimming through on the internet, looking at some of the uh, cliff notes. It's a, it's an excellent book for this topic to practicing creativity and, and achieving your creative life, fulfilling your, your creative need. And, you know, but again, focus again, learn and then act. That's the biggest thing. Yes. Those two things.
Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us on the show today. I had a blast. I love catching up with you, um, learning about where you're at in your journey. Thanks for breaking it down for us too, uh, and some simple practices so that creativity is not so complex for people. Uh, so I absolutely love yeah. that. So how can people find you? We're going to make sure that we share your information, your links uh, for on the podcast information notes, but what's the best way that people can find you? Who are you working with these days? Give, give some of our listeners an idea if uh, they'd love to, to seek you out uh, to help with their own story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I'm active everywhere. I have an account for virtually every single social media. I'm most active on Instagram uh, and LinkedIn. Those are the two uh, this year in 2022, my focus is going to be on YouTube. So you can find me there as well. Um, you can look at my website. That's just going to be launched pretty soon. The new year, uh, making it.ca and uh, check out my work, check out what I'm doing, but mostly I'm helping entrepreneurs and brands. I mean, entrepreneurs yeah. who are trying to create something for themselves, a personal brand and leveraging video to do that. And brands are looking to communicate a message, you know, and a video is the best medium today to do that. And so those are the people I'm speaking with. Um, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. I'm super excited for the new year. Uh, a lot of stuff are in the works. So I'm just pumped to be here. And thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah. I hope I can help you out. I hope I helped you guys in, in some way. You took something away from this conversation. So thank you very much. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Kyler. And thank you to everybody that listens to the bends, breaks, and blends that shape our future. Just remember that it doesn't have to be original. So just get started. And if anything mm -hmm. you learned on this podcast with Kyler today is just learn something, practice at it, get better at it. You can do it. It doesn't take an original idea to get there. And so thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, Kyler, for today and joining us. Thank you so much. And just to let you guys know, you can always make it happen. So just go out and do it.